0: Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 7. The only thing for certain in life is the choice we have with the thoughts we take. Often our minds flip into being offended when the simplest of things doesn't line up with our expectations. Is a comment or message creating a deep and extreme reaction in your world? Well, in this week's show, Sean and I dive deep into the statement, that which offends you only weakens you. To find out why it impacts so, so many and what you can do about it, let's get to the show. And don't forget, subscribe, like, and share. Let's go. We are back. Sean, hello. Welcome. I'm excited for this one. It's episode number seven. Here we go. That's
1: crazy. It's, a, it's like a touchdown in American football. We now have a touchdown worth of episodes.
0: Is it? Is that what you get for a touchdown? is it? Seven, well you get
1: you get seven? six, and then if you kick the extra point, you get seven. So Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, Very I, different I, I, from Aussie rules, which I'm not gonna pretend like I can come close to understanding.
0: So. No one understands what that sport is about, Sean. Even
1: the people <laughs> that have
0: grown up watching that sport really don't understand. The umpires don't know what it's about, the fans don't know what it's about. It's about Everyone's entertainment got, then. It is just the entertainment. It's the the passion, the the history, the all the little Niggly jibes along the way, but no one understands the game. That's why it's impossible to understand to people.
1: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, either way, either way, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, good to be talking with you. Uh, so we do have uh, some exciting news. We got a, we got a few things to discuss. Um, we are, uh, we're having a, a rebrand, are we not? Uh, explain. We tell me what's going on.
0: We are. We are. As everybody knows, thank you for the listeners that do do uh, do follow us. We are two dads, a coaching conversation about life, and we are changing to a conversation for a better tomorrow. Now, you know why are we doing this? You know, when we first started to do the the pod, we said, "Well, we are two dads, <laughs> so that kind of makes sense." And you know, we are coaches, so let's let's do that. But the challenge that we had is that. This, this is kind of evolving into more than just two dads having a conversation or a coaching conversation. We're actually trying to have long format dialogue with each other in order to make, you know, things better tomorrow. And that's kind of what our aim is for the people that are listening, if we can provide some kind of insight and information to make tomorrow better for you, then awesome. And we certainly still talk about our kids. Like part of what we're trying to make change for is, is this world to be a better place. So we do have this rebrand conversation for a better tomorrow. You'll see some changes on social media, um, you know, very, very soon, whether or not it's this week or next week, but it's not far yeah. off. Um, so we have, we have a new name and a new look. Sean, tell us about our first few guests. I know you have been very, very busy reaching out to people in your community. We've got some amazing minds lined up. Um, why don't you tell us about you know the first one or two or
1: Yeah, know? the first couple, the, the exact order uh, locking in whom I'm not entirely sure, but uh, you know a, a good friend of mine and past. Costa Rican uh, MMA champion, uh Ariel Tarzan Sexton will be a guest. Um you know big into the mindfulness and uh you know he's he's fought in the the ONE FC championships as well and now he likes to promote mindfulness through you know you know, to to the younger generation through martial arts and uh you know I think he's a you know going to be a great guest, you know to speak about mindfulness and discipline. Uh you know another gentleman who co-founded a new concept on how to do the housing model in Toronto, Ontario. He was actually also an Airbnb executive and uh you know 30 under 30 for business in Vancouver he just he thinks differently you know he's a very forward thinker uh Daniel Dubois is going to be on the show uh in in, well one of our guest spots and uh, as well on the list of guests another gentleman named Mike Mackay, uh you know big in the business community in Vancouver as well uh he's the president of Strand Development a, a long standing development firm here and he was also top 40 under 40 for business in Vancouver uh so he's done some really amazing things a lot of charitable contributions so you know some 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 really good minds and experts in their fields that you know again Hence the rebrand, right? Uh, you know, conversation for a better tomorrow. Uh, not everybody has to be a dad to be on the show. And, and we also realized some of the feedback that we got was that, uh, you know, after listening, some people were like, hey, really enjoyed the show. I was surprised, though. I, I thought it was going to be more of a parenting show. So I was okay. like, OK, well, we need to do something about that. So, you know, but yeah, that's just a few of the guests that are going to be coming up soon. Excited to have those conversations. You know, and just excited. It's 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 always fun to just kind of see the world, uh, you know, through a different lens, right? For what different people bring to the table, so it's going to just make for some interesting dialogue and uh, you know more learning. So I'm all for it.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. And if anybody is uh, out there listening. I know there's been a few people that have reached out to myself uh, on social media or wanting to come on the show. So if anybody is yeah, listening, you know, please reach out to either one of us. We'd love to try and find some time you know, over the coming weeks and months as we really start to move this thing uh, you know, in a slightly different direction. But Sean, I know you're a big Tom Billio fan. And I remember you, know, you mentioned in one of your Instagram posts a while back that Tom actually asks his applicants when they were last offended and what it was that offended them. So today's show is is obviously about that. And I mentioned it in the opener, but you know, tell me tell me a little bit more.
1: Yeah, well, I remember that. That's actually one of the posts that I think we started connecting on because uh, you know, even though I don't, you might not have agreed completely with that post, it struck a nerve. Um, but. You know i i've been thinking this a lot over the last couple of years right you know as as call out culture increases and Mm -hmm. you know we all have our our keyboards and we get to you know from a distance you know criticize people and you know chastise people uh, because you know just simply who they are seems to offend us right and uh it's not a good trend right it's not something that you know makes me happy to see and uh, I I searched honestly, uh, knowing we were doing this show. I searched for that episode, like I, I googled, the, you know, that specific thing. I tried to find it. I couldn't, uh, but you know, I, it was it was Tom Billy speaking with uh, with a guest, and you know, he asked his guest to uh, was it was a she, but he asked her, you know, what's your stance on on being easily offended, right? And they were having a little bit of a conversation, and then he actually shared that when he is dealing with applicants, right, people that want to work for Impact Theory or one of his brands. Because Quest Nutrition is no longer his. He sold it, but you know, Impact Theory, Impact Theory University, all of the different offshoots of that is his, obviously. Uh and he asks them, when was the last time you were offended? Right? And why did it offend you? so the reason he wants to ask those questions without asking are you easily offended is that you know flat out he wants to work with people that are thick-skinned that can take criticism right that can that can be told that the work they are doing uh you know needs to shift gears or change direction because it is not that quality and to have that person be able to hear it and to not disintegrate as a human being right not turn into a puddle because they've been given some you know criticism or feedback and uh you know that really kind of you know got me thinking on the subject even further right and uh there's you know i can't wait to get into the quotes today um but you know we're going to hold on that obviously but it was uh it it just yeah so i I made a post on that subject and that post actually got quite a lot of responses as well because it it, you know i I probably had half the followers that i do now um but it still was one of the one that triggered you know a large Mm. amount of comments because Mm. you know the a lot of people were thinking about that you know am i easily offended it it just kind of provokes thought right Mm. and that's pretty forward thinking, but Tom Billy is not alone in, in wanting to kind of weed out people that are easily offended and disintegrate under pressure because they, you know, think that, that because they, you know, is, is, is it our system's fault is, is kind of the question of where I'm going to now, Luke, right? Where mm-hmm. we coddle too much, right? Everybody gets a medal for participating, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas then when you get into the real world and you realize things are actually really hard and you're going to get criticism and then people can't take it. Right. So that's kind of the, the the thought of this show today is, you know, what is being easily offended do for your life? Is it good or bad? Is it going to benefit you? You know, and there's obviously some things that should probably offend you, right? I'm not saying that you should be completely stoic and, and walk out as if there's not an issue at all in this world. There definitely is. But why are we so surprised that humans are capable of doing some things that might offend us right and uh it just it to me the reason that I want to dive into this discussion is that if we head out into the world with a lens of looking for things to offend us well we are going to find it in abundance right so the choice is that of the beholder do you want to be easily offended or do you not
0: there's there's so much in there and there's a, just a couple of things that I want to touch on and and one of those when you were talking about that feedback piece and and you know that goes into that whole growth and fixed mindset that is you know something that we all we all hear about and it's you know do you have the ability to look at the situation for what it is and and understand that that the growth of you is the important part it's not whether or not you got it right or wrong it's being on that journey to actually improve and move yourself forward so him turning around saying if if you can't manage that yourself then that's not something i want to work on is really important and something that really jumped into my mind then of you know if you're walking around being easily offended by so many things i just wonder are you clear on the values of your life and and what matters to you in reality like are you really clear on that or is that why you're just so you know jumping and changing towards so many things i don't know i'm not saying that's what it is but there are a few things that jumped into my mind as you were talking through through that
1: yeah well i wanted to you know make sure i could connect the dots at the end and didn't get too far ahead with the thought but there definitely is a bit of a clarity piece right and uh you know the more reading that I was doing on the subject as we prepared the one like you know point of correlation that I kept finding was that uh you know people that are easily offended often have skewed expectations of the world right because have you ever heard the saying people don't let you down your expectations of people let you down mm-hmm. right and I'd uh, like you know this is where I'd love your opinion on this but you know we, we, well, we almost kind of promote ease in, in, in this planet, right? An ease economy. Everything should be easy, right? Uh, apps to, to, to order food from any restaurant and it's at your door within an hour. Uh, you know, Swipe right, swipe left. I don't know which way to swipe. I've never been on a dating app, but you know, swipe the right way and you've got a date that night, right? In whatever city you go to, um, you know, and, and, and it, it, it's like every kind of generation, we seem to be trying to engineer everything to make things easier, right? Is, is this part of it? Is it everybody gets a participation medal? Is it, you know, like, like what is the reason that the expectations are so high that everything seems to offend everyone? And now, now that's a generalization, right? But I'm kind of saying this, Luke, as a, you know, recovered individual who used to be, you know, get self-righteous about certain things or want to take a stance on certain things. And Although this is not the quote that, you know, we're going we're going to bring up later, there's a few that I'm thinking of right now is one, you know, by Keanu Reeves, right, where he says, you know, at my age, I stay out of every argument. You know, I'm just going to let you have them, right? It's just simply not for me, right? Cuz he just has no interest in, you know, like being self-righteous or standing on his soapbox. He's going to let other people, you know, go there instead. And, you know, another thing about the ease concept is, you know, I've heard Denzel Washington say, ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship right but wanting everything to be easy and expecting everything to be easy just makes things so much harder in the end
0: Mm. i think you know i look at someone like keanu and i go well does he stay out of it because he's he's so he's so comfortable in his own skin um he's so comfortable in his own skin that he just doesn't he just doesn't care about that stuff that's why he just doesn't get involved in it because he's not trying to prove he's not trying to prove a point you know he's not trying to you know validate himself in the in the eyes of other people so he's like well i'm just not going to get get involved in it like i wonder whether or not that's part of it and you know well yeah and you mentioned before so what role do people's expectations play in terms of them being easily offended like you mentioned it briefly before do you want to get into that a little deeper
1: yeah well it's just you know again like you know being a recovered you know like placing expectations on others you know and and it's a dangerous game right it's a very dangerous game to place high expectations on anyone right because anyone is a human right and things can go wrong in their lives right like they, their energy can be up it can be low right they can have gone through a bad situation you, you just never really know what's going on in another human being's mind and you know to expect them to be consistent all the time and to always meet your expectations and to never have an off day you know and to just like it, 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 it's a dangerous game to play because you're 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 absolutely Guaranteed to have an off day right or or somebody is guaranteed to just not follow through on something They said they would do for you right and uh, you know I think a big reason why a lot of relationships fizzle out nowadays, right and uh, again Expectations and then you know the 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 show is about being easily offended. So I'll make sure we go back there But think about this, right? I know that some of my past relationships failed for this reason and I'd love to hear your 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 thoughts on this but this world that we live in, you know, the, this this like on steroids social media world that we live in where, you know, we're always looking at what other people are doing and, you know, Instagram makes us think that everything should be perfect and we're trying to be something, right? We're trying to display an image of something, right? Authenticity is, is, is a rare breed these days, I find. And, uh, you know, when you pre- present a certain way to somebody because you think that's what they want. Right. You create that expectation that is false and eventually it becomes difficult. And this is going back to a past show, but it, be, it becomes difficult to be somebody you are not right for a very, very long time. So, you know, you create an expectation that you can't deliver on forever. And then, mm. you know, the relationship will fracture. Right. Mm. So this is why I think that, you know, expectations of, you know, what we think others think we should be and our expectations of others is what creates this being offended in the end, right? Mm. Because you did not stand up to my expectations, and that's where I think the mirror needs to be held up, right? I used to think that this was a bad thing, but I don't really have expectations, you know. I, I don't because be for others. Uh, no, myself, I have expectations and standards cause I'm the only person that I can genuinely hold accountable. Right. Yeah. So I absolutely have expectations and goals of myself, mm. but you know, I, I don't like I, I people are human. So the people in my life, even close friends, mm. if, 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 if something goes wrong or they, they, you know, can't up hold up to something or, you know, like my, my, my wife has a bad day, you know, it's like, you're, you're human. It's okay. You know, like just give yourself a break, right? Like I don't. I don't get super worked up if things don't go my way anymore because that's part of it, right? Like life is hard, right? It is hard. And it it, it always was, it is now, and it's going to continue to be right. Whether we try to promote an ease economy or not. And, uh, you know, so I think that, you know, expectations are dangerous. And if you, if you don't check your expectations, you're going to be let down a lot. And you're going to be offended a lot by a lot of different things because the world is unpredictable and ever-changing. So, check your expectations maybe, right? Mm,
0: yeah, it's, it, it's really true. I, I was actually talking to a client last night, Jess, shout out. Uh, I know that she listens to the pod. Um, and we were talking about that in regards to, you know, you want to make sure that you're clearly communicating you know, because she's in a relationship and things are changing in in her in her world. Um, so we we're talking about her being focused on the ability for her to, to impact on herself because that, at the end of the day, is all that she can do, right? She can be the best version of herself in each and every day, but everything outside of that is not something that she should tie her success measure to because it's just impossible when you're talking about partners or work colleagues or whatnot. Now, the key is, and what we are talking about last night, is that you still want to be able to communicate to other people that these are your expectations in a relationship. You, that's, that's important. You don't want to be so insular that you're going, all I'm doing is I'm just focusing on myself here and now and that's it, and then just letting the other person, you know, think what they want. Like that communication is really important. You just can't tie yourself to what happens next more than anything else.
1: I, th- I think that's a really, really good point, Luke, because I do I do want to clarify it because that almost kind of – you know, makes it sound like you know I might live in a complete free for all. You know, no, no,
0: I just I, your 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 point is is bang on. Sorry to, to jump in there. I just I just want to say, like I just you know, it resonates so much because it was happening last night, and what what mm-hmm. you're saying is is absolutely bang on. And there's the step also that comes after that that. that Maybe some people. I think that's where they forget. Sometimes is that they just go, okay, well, I'm going to focus on myself. But there's these other, very, very vested interests floating around that they just don't, don't engage with.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we could do an entirely different show on assumption as well, right? With yeah. which definitely <laughs> is uh, is a dangerous. Like yeah, is is a dangerous game as well. Uh, you know, because there's that saying, right. Uh, an assumption makes an ass of you and me or, or to assume or what sorry I might have butchered that but yeah. um no to kind of to kind of close this point up though um it it's just yeah like you know a fear to communicate and set these blind expectations of another in your mind that mm-hmm. uh they have no idea that they're there right mm-hmm. and that's that's where a lot of relationships go to die is you know like false expectations or blind expectations where you know you never communicate to the other person what you expect or how you think they should behave but you punish them when they don't behave when they haven't telepathically uh you know figured out what your expectations are and you know then you then you become frustrated right so like you, you have to communicate and you know, the best relationships make it because the communication over time improves. It doesn't deteriorate. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it, it's, but you know, at the same time, like, you know, and this is something I got from Darren Hardy's book, the compound effect. I was reminded of it because a friend who also listens to the show, Jesse shout out, uh, was just reading it. And, uh, he reminded me of how, you know, Darren Hardy says, and it, it's like, what happens to your life if you start taking a hundred percent responsibility for the relationships you're in, right? Mm. Remove expectations. Expectations, but take a hundred percent responsibility for the relationships you're in and trying to make them good, right? Because, like, I heard something recently reminded of the fact that like networking is not about receiving value, it's about giving value, right? And you know, remembering that, you know, the more kind of service focused you are, removing expectations and just trying to add value to the other humans that you find yourself in contact with Mm -hmm. and just kind of like make that your life. You know, I heard Lewis Howes say this a lot, you know, Jay Shetty, who, you know, we're, we're obviously of the Jay Shetty certification school and, you know, a lot of people talk about this service, but for a long time I heard it said and I didn't quite understand it, you know, and again, before derailing off into, you know, a, a, a different topic entirely, you know, what happens, Luke, like general question, you know, and then, then I've, I've got a question for you after this, that that's actually in the show's notes, but, uh, you know, what happens to, to, to someone's life? right? To someone's life who's just not really having a good time right now because things aren't going their way, probably because they expected things to be a lot easier and it's turning out to be quite hard, right? What happens to their life if they ditch the expectations and just kind of go with the flow and instead adopt a service mindset? right about just like how can I add value wherever I go right and just try to you know add value to all the other humans without expectation of anything in return right just like completely eradicate uh, mm-hmm. expectation apart from loved ones that you have very close relationships with that you have clearly communicated expectations but what happens to somebody's life if they do that
0: Mm. Well, a few things happen. I think you immediately start to take any kind of egotistical behaviour out because all of a sudden you're focusing, you know, externally and, and supporting others with no expectations in return. And I think that just has eventually has a compound effect where you're just, you know, we, everybody talks about being in the moment, right? Like, be in the moment, be the best version you can be, place every moment on its merit, like, however you want to talk about those things. Like, that is the very essence of being in the moment. Like, I'm here, I'm now, there's this person in front of me, I'm going to bring my best version of myself to make this situation the best it can be. And I think that has an amazing impact. You know, it might not necessarily do it straight away, but, you know, I think those things over time are just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's, that is the biggest actionable action out of anybody when they say to you, hey, you should just be present in this moment and, you know, focus on that. Okay, well, here's what you do when you're in that moment and you've got someone else standing in front of you when you're not meditating or sitting in your cave or on your mountaintop. Do those things.
1: Yeah, just how can I make this, you know, and it it, it, it it doesn't need to be a grand gesture either, right? I think people miss the point on that. It's the little things done routinely, Absolutely. right? Like the little yeah. things, the little habits that turn into massive results in the end. Absolutely. And uh, now now I'm moving on to this question for you, but you kind of said something about, you know, like cause living in the moment and like this whole YOLO mentality. People can get that really wrong too, you know. Like I'm gonna just because I'm living in the moment, I'm gonna book this vacation on credit and just have an amazing time, you know. Or like I'm gonna live in the moment and like eradicate, you know, future plans, you know, like that get it right and listen to what luke said you know live in the moment and think about you know how can i be of service and how can i serve humanity and serve the people around me and something magical happens when you just start looking to do things for other people without any expectation it took me a long time to understand this in my life Uh, i wish i had learned it sooner and uh you know it's my mission to help other people learn this sooner right The, the the earlier you remove expectations when you give uh the more ironically that starts coming back And it's really a beautiful thing. But, like, if you get anything from this show, get that, right? Get that part, right? Learn to give without the expectation of anything in return. And if you can do that, you're going to see your life change in a pretty radical way. And
0: and you're going to be be less offended, too, because I think that's all this is. None of this stuff is in isolation like you're getting offended because you are being wrapped up in yourself and your self-centered actions in regards to you mentioned it before i expect this to happen and it's not happening and that's why i'm offended so like this none of these things are separate
1: no and that's actually a good segue because you just wrote uh an article um hey there you might be a narcissist Hmm. and uh you you kind of already answered it a little bit with the prelude to that but dive in a little bit right like how does how does narcissism now it's it's i'm not gonna sit here i I've, i've been I've probably fallen into this category of being a narcissist if i'm going to be completely honest with myself right so yeah. you know i'm not sitting sitting here judging anybody who is caught in this cycle right oh. now uh i also just judgment is a wasted emotion right it took me a long time to learn that as well but you know just life is just so much easier when you just don't judge and you just you mm-hmm. know remove a lot of expectations yeah. but you know that that's something that i'd love you to tie in here right like you just wrote this article so enlighten us a little bit
0: yeah, it's, um, it was a follow-up to, uh, men you can't sort your shit out by yourselves. And that was my most popular blog. And it was the most popular with ladies. And it was the most popular with ladies saying, my partner needs to read this. Um, and I don't know whether or not a lot of men actually enjoyed it. I think it was maybe a little bit too confronting. And I think this one's actually been the same if I go by some of the comments. And I say the same thing that you you do, Sean. I have certainly suffered from a lot of these characteristics over life, and it's something that I'm really mindful of because it does you no good to be this way. But a clinician may diagnose narcissistic personality disorder in someone has five or more of these signs and symptoms, and I'll read these quickly. Feelings of self importance or superiority, frequent thoughts about being good-looking, powerful, or successful, beliefs that they are separate, special, or above other people, and need to be looked up to by others. Feeling of entitlement to special treatment or an expectation that others should cater to what they want. A tendency to take advantage or exploit others. Difficulty empathizing with other people's needs, desires or emotions. Feelings of envy towards others or beliefs that other people envy them or behaviors that seem arrogant or proud. And I go back to our you know, our session today or what the episode is about, that which offends you only weakens you and this is the same person as far as i'm concerned i'm looking at these characteristics i'm going if you're acting in all these other particular ways then chances are many things are going to offend you if you think all of this stuff is built for you to allow you to you know to be king of the hill so to speak then when it doesn't go your way you're going to get pretty you're going to get pretty pissed off about it so I think the question that people need to ask themselves if they're sitting there listening to us today and going, "Okay, oh, I get easily offended about a lot of stuff," and you know what? Actually, it might be a narcissist. You've got to go. Well, what is your long term? play and strategy you know is your expectation that you're going to spend the next 10 20 30 years being offended about something that someone says that doesn't align with your thoughts and values are you going to spend the next 10 20 30 years walking around feeling superior or entitlement or you know taking advantage and exploiting other people like these are all things that going back to what we were speaking about moments ago don't serve you well in the long term they don't serve others around you well and if you don't do something about it and you have kids, for example, and you continue to act this way, your kids will grow up more than likely going, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to do that because they don't listen to us. They, they copy us. They watch us. And then they do the same thing. So, um, yeah, that's why I thought I'd raise that today because, again, I think these things are connected with a particular, particular kind of people that maybe have that low self-worth.
1: It's and, you know, the the I hope some people don't unfollow for, you know, maybe that having struck a nerve a little bit, like, like to, to a tendency for self-preservation, uh, you know, to a degree, we all have to think that we're important, right, and worthy of something. So, you know, like the, the, there's probably even some of the best people among us that still tick a box or two there, you know, like nobody's perfect, right? But like. I
0: talk about I'm, five
1: characteristics
0: in this particular thing. They say if you've got five or more, then that's something to be mindful. Mm, that's what.
1: And i Like that's why i was putting my hands up when you were saying it right like once once upon a time like no doubt right i'm gonna put my hand up and i have no shame in it you know that i'm an open book you know recovered narcissist here right? The, the, you know, like, uh, I, I still like to stay fit, but I used to stay fit for very different reasons once upon a time, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's for self-preservation and wanting to set the right example for my kids and, you know, wanting to compete in triathlons again when, you know, the world opens up. And, uh, you know, like, again, just, I, I, I want to be, you know, 70 plus and be able to still do some things that, you know, previous generations thought you couldn't still do at those ages. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's just the, the, the world's gonna be more fun that way, right? So my, my scope has completely changed, but I'm absolutely, a recovered narcissist and man like as as we get deeper into this show everything used to offend me you know and and my energy as a result like my energy sucked right like like just think about it from an energy standpoint luke like think about you know going through your days and everything from somebody cutting you off like you know a friend of mine you know jesse again ironically uh told me this, that his brother has a technique driving in traffic, right? When like he gets cut off is he has a default, right? Like the cue when somebody cuts him off or does a stupid maneuver in traffic is to just catch himself and immediately say, good luck on your journey, right? So like just to look at the car and say, good luck on your journey, right? Because if you're not aware, right? If you don't have solid self-awareness and you stub your toe first thing in the morning or something starts to go wrong, that's your day, man. Like that is your day, right? And, and you, like the, then everything is getting on your nerves and everything is starting to offend you and and think about what that does. If you're listening right now and you're still trying to figure out, you know, do I te- check some of those narcissist narcissist boxes? Uh, you know, am I easily offended? No one's calling out names, and no one's calling you out. This is about awareness, right? Like we do mm-hmm. these shows to hopefully have somebody listening be able to pull something from the the, the recording and say, I can relate to that and you know, if I actually put that into play, m- my life might actually just improve by an incremental amount, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not claiming that you listen to an episode and your life will be cured and fixed forever, but you might just pull something from the show that if you execute, right, you're you're going to, you know, see some improvements. And that's what that's what this really is all about is how much energy is going out the door. By allowing yourself to be offended by anything and everything that happens out there in the world, because if that's the lens you choose to go out into the world with, right, if you're looking for things to offend you, congratulations, you are going to find many a thing to offend you.
0: We, um we know the challenges of social media and and bullying and you know just some of the stuff that you see online and then the impact that goes on around so you know why do you think it's almost fashionable for people to judge from a distance and i mean there are you know far too many stories of people committing suicide from cyberbullying. why do we feel the need to be offended by someone just being themselves
1: Uh, uh, well you know insecurities like, you know, it fully comes down to insecurities. Um, you know, I can't remember who I can accredit this to, but basically, you know, one thing that's kind of put me at ease is actually hearing, I think it's like a Joe Rogan or, a, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, or it might've been a Goggins. I'm not entirely sure, but, you know, if you don't have haters, uh, you're not trying hard enough, right? Because, you know, nobody in front of you is going to look back and, you know, start to call you out from the cheap seats. Right. Like if you, if you you know, Brene Brown actually has a special on Netflix, I'm sure it's still there. And, and she's a, a brilliant mind when it comes to studying shame and, and studying all of these different types of behaviors. But, you know, she said something in that documentary and I'm going to, I might butcher it, but I'm going to paraphrase. And she's like, she made a decision, right? She made a decision that she was no longer going to listen to anybody from the cheap seats, period. Right. She's just not mm-hmm. listening to you because if you're not brave enough to step into the arena, as she mm-hmm. says, right, and be vulnerable and expose yourself and dare to be seen in all your glory, she isn't even going to acknowledge that you exist right mm-hmm. with your with your cheap seat comments. But, you know, that that's just kind of what it is. I believe it stems from insecurities. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a comparison and envy. I used mm-hmm. to do this. I used to again, like I've had to correct a lot of behaviors in my life. Right. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now is that I've had to learn from a lot of mistakes. And, uh, you know, having learned from them, uh, gives me a much greater appreciation of everything that I have in my life now, you know, and, uh, it, it's, it, it's just kind of starting to be able to, to kind of look at yourself and say, why am I criticizing all of these people? Right. Like, why do I feel the need to, you know, uh, like shame these people or criticize them or shame their body or whatever it might be. Usually when you're criticizing somebody for something, it's often something that you don't like in yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a subconscious tendency. And I, I'm thinking about this one thing, and you might not know this show. Uh, you know, my, my, my fiance has it on sometimes, uh, Tara's house. It's a Japanese reality show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like really sad, one of the characters, um and this happened during the pandemic after they stopped filming but one of the characters was a wrestler um I'd watched a couple shows really really lovely young lady uh you know she committed suicide because of cyberbullying because of the people that watched the show just criticizing and criticizing her for every one of her attributes and you know she she was an athlete right she was uh you know like she she was a little you know punky with the different colored hair but you know there there's there's nothing to be ashamed of right but again like you know this young lady took her life because of this call-out culture because of these like brave cyber warriors that are you know calling people out from their keyboards whether never be face to face with somebody and you know why are they doing this is it because they are completely and utterly secure in their own skin is it because they know who they are and they 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 have like firm and utter confidence in their own existence like you know Keanu Reeves who I'm gonna stay out of every argument I just don't have time for that they're clearly not at Keanu Reeves level Right. But you know, this is the sad part is that I think a lot of people find significance from going out there and criticizing somebody else that has taken a chance at life, you know, that is stepping out there onto the ledge and being vulnerable. And I'm gonna just go flat out and say that I that I do find that disgusting. Right. right. I, I've I've never been a cyber bullier. I've I've never, you know, criticized from the cheap seats like that. You know, I I have made life a little more difficult for myself than it needed to be by calling people out in person right Mm. but i will always tell somebody if i'm willing if i'm gonna say it you're gonna hear it from me right Right. bottom line and uh that is something that i genuinely think is really wrong with the world today and i know i went all the way towards something that i actually didn't even realize i was going to talk about today until it just kind of triggered my memory here but i mean i want to throw it back at you you know like why why do we behave this way how do we change it
0: well, I, I suppose I suppose I look at it and say, <clears throat> you know, I, I have you know fit nicely, certainly not nicely, but I've fitted into that category of being easily offended in the past. Like that's something, something that um, you know I was, you know, someone would say this or I'd read this or you know whatever it was, and I kind of go, I, I try to think back and go, well, why, you know, why were these things going on, and I and I think. For me it was it was insecurity, it was not having enough confidence in myself that those things didn't really matter. I think there was like a whole heap of things, but they're all, you know, none of it I was being easily offended by other people and things, not from a place of of it being like I was in a good spot, if that makes sense. Like it was certainly that things weren't weren't great because i just didn't have that confidence piece so you know i go and go well how do i change that you know how what did i do a little bit different and and i think it is about being more positive in the moment and finding finding those little things right finding those little things along the way it's about reframing you know the situation and establishing those new patterns so if if you do find that you are being easily offended by many many different things and it is that kind of fleeting second where all of a sudden you know that you know you go from zero to a hundred it's like well how do you how do you look at this differently and how do you you know how do you reestablish new patterns of reaction um and i think too it's it's also about talking right instead of instead of being offended by something that's gone on, maybe seek to understand, you know, where that information's coming from or, you know, there's a whole internal piece, but it's also looking externally and, and maybe asking, well, why, do you, why do you think that? If you've got the opportunity and someone said something that offends you, ask them, well, why do you think that? Why do you say that? And maybe it is that enables you then to, you know, flip your perspective. And at the end of the day, it's also about going, so what? And I think that was one of the biggest changes for me. And certainly, you know, now in this kind of coaching world and you're trying to, you know, move your brand and your business forward and there's everywhere you look, there's, you know, opportunity for people to go, well, you know, why are they doing a podcast or why are they doing a video or why are they writing a blog or all of those things of self-doubt come in and you go, well, if they don't like it, you know, I can get offended by it. And and why have I not got a 100,000 you know, likes on Instagram for this amazing blog that I've just, you know, created, and eventually I go, well, so what? Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it for that. You know, I've got to be in this moment to, to again, do the things we're talking about. Put your best foot forward. Be in this position. How do I make this is? How do I make this beautiful, right? How do I make this situation here beautiful? And if I can do that, so what about the other stuff that that was offending me? That actually has no impact on my life at all, other than in my mind.
1: Mm -hmm. I I really like that. And when I hear you kind of speak about all those things, it just kind of comes back to to, to clarity, right? Clarity of kind of knowing who you are and and why you're doing this, right? And, uh, you know, you've you've got the reasons checked because this is a tough game to get into if you're not doing it from a purpose-driven standpoint. Right, because you've got to sit through some discomfort. You've got to sit through a lot of no's before you figure out how I'm getting good at getting the yeses, you know, and like getting, you know, more clients on board and figuring out how to really connect with people from the content that you're producing. And, you know, some of it doesn't resonate, and some people say not so nice things. And, you know, it's just, it's, you've got to have that peace of mind to, again, you know good luck on your journey. And that's actually something that I use a lot of the time now, right? Good luck on your journey. And, you know, genuinely mean it because it, it, the, any entrepreneurial venture,
0: mm-hmm. get ready
1: to be disappointed a lot. Get ready to, you know, get a lot of no's. Get ready to, you know, realize that you just spent a couple of weeks doing something that has absolutely no value and you're not gonna use in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you've just simply got to get ready to reinvent yourself often and you know, just just you, you've got to start looking at these inputs as lessons, right? Like yeah. lessons, yeah. and you know, like just changing the scope from "I'm so great" and uh, you know, it, everyone else isn't getting it. Like, why am I not at you know ten thousand X followers yet? you know it's 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 a journey and uh you know it's it's I, I go back to the compound interest which is not just a financial measure right it is not just a financial measure uh compound interest can be measured in one's performance over time at anything you know the longer that you apply yourself at that thing you're just simply going to get better from the repetitions you know malcolm gladwell coined it and i think the book was it outliers or i can't remember which book but he 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 coined that 10,000 hour rule now yes. it's debated you know exactly you know what makes somebody great? There's another great book on on deliberate practice and talent called The Talent Code uh, by Daniel Coyle. But basically, use these inputs, right? Use it not going completely your way as measurements. And you know, the the I think it was again. Now, who said this? I don't know. But I'm gonna, I'm going to stop quoting people until we get to the quote section. But if you look at it like this, this has been huge for me and this this has allowed me to kind of over override my ego that used to be very prevalent force in my life is look at it like this. I don't lose, I win or I learn. Right? So if you're taking all incoming signals as, you know, either yeah, I won this or or this was great, like that this like is confirmation that that is that part of it? I did correctly, so I'm going to keep moving forward with that and see where I can improve that. And if it didn't go well, okay. Well, what did I learn? Right. Take a second, sit in that. You know, evaluate why didn't that work. But you know, you, you even if you have to be pissed off for a second, then then be pissed off. But just make sure that that's directed at the right place. You right, mm-hmm. not the outside world mm-hmm. for not recognizing your greatness right away. You know, mm-hmm. put it back on you and figure out. Why didn't that work out so well? And if you can master that, it's absolutely amazing because then you actually learn from every situation you're in, right? Because you're transcending ego and you're starting to see the world for what it is, a challenging arena that is going to teach you lessons if you are present enough to take them in
0: what goes back if you're if you're seeking the ultimate outcome to always win and be right then no wonder you're being easily offended when some of the things don't line up to that expectation
1: yes yeah it's you know it's you know it's you know it's like the the steve jobs you know he was a leader that was uh, much maligned for being very harsh right for being very uh you know mean to people uh but he also was totally okay with being called out for being wrong, right? Like if, if, if somebody in his organization was willing to call him out and point out where he wasn't seeing it correctly, he rewarded that kind of behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, he was to the point, yes, his social skills were not that solid and, and, uh, you know, he if you've watched any of his movies or read his documentaries, uh, a lot of his tactics were questioned, but that's one thing I can always respect is being okay with being wrong because at the end that that gives you a better chance of eventually getting it right than having a need to be right because then what you end up possibly doing, and that again, it, it all ties back to being easily offended because if you're easily offended, you do not wanna hear when you are wrong, right? You don't want that feedback. You don't want to be working with somebody that is potentially better than you. You risk not hiring or promoting the right people into positions if you're working in a big organization because they threaten you, right? Because they might be better than you. If at the end of the day, you genuinely are mission driven and you're looking to move, you know, your company forward based on its mission. Then it's the right person for the job. Period. Right? You transcend ego once again, and you just make sure that, uh, you know, I'm checking all incoming signals. On a learning basis, not on a wanting to confirm that I'm great or wanting to confirm that I'm right basis, you know, mm-hmm. and it's again, you remove expectations, you remove your preconceived notions of yourself and just make sure you're going in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect, right? Steve Jobs wasn't, but he got results. And I don't think that Apple is the company that it is today if he has a hard time and is, is completely anti being proven wrong. Oh, that just doesn't no, happen.
0: No, I don't think so. I n- no, I don't think so. And um, while you're trying to find your notes, there you made mention before about Brené Brown and her big thing is vulnerability. And as you were talking about that, I'm going, okay. Well, if things if things are easily offending you, then maybe it is because you just aren't having any vulnerability. You're not just not open to these opportunities. I think that's a really important connection to make.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um, and she's awesome, by the way. If you're listening that, that her Netflix documentary, I think it's about 80 minutes. It's, uh, it's worth a watch. You know, mm-hmm. if you've read any of her books, you know for sure that's the case. But uh, I, I, to, uh, to um, I want to move on to quotes now. I want to ask you to uh, dive into this one. Um, you've, you've picked one of the great Stoics, so I'm looking forward to this one. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Marcus Aurelius.
0: Yeah, we, look, we've spoken about this uh, a few times, but I think this you know, sums up more than anything else is that, well, the only thing that you have control over is your mind, and, and that is it. Um, in a degree, you also you don't have any control over your body at the end of the day, right? So the only thing that you have control over is your mind, nothing on the outside. And as soon as you figure that out, then it gives you the strength to do, to do whatever you, you want. And it certainly also gives you the strength to not be offended like we've been talking about today so the power of the mind is an incredible thing it can move us forward it can move us backwards um, it can give us the strength to do anything we want and it can also be the darkest blackest hole that we could possibly fall into and i just think this is a really really powerful thing this is all about our mind our perception how we're looking at things and, and that's what i think it's about
1: I, I think you nailed it. I don't really have anything to add there, right? Like the, if you if you if you exercise, you know the, the the right to understand this quote and to you know strengthen your mind and to try to lose the easily offended nature. Mm. That's the one thing that people can't take from you if you don't allow it to be taken. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, could not agree more. Um, Wayne Dyer had this one: that which offends you only weakens you being easily offended creates the same destructive energy that offended you in the first place. So transcend your ego and stay in peace.
1: Well, this one pretty clearly was, was in the title. Uh, you know, this kind of sparked the idea for the show in the first place. And, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of the 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 younger generation might actually not be completely aware of Wayne Dyer I mean he has passed on uh you know I found out about Wayne Dyer uh once he had already passed on right but he was one of the pretty forward thinkers in, in popularizing you know manifestation and uh you know like 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 you know if if I can is, is it his quote whereas if I can see it in if I can see it in my mind then I will hold it in my hand I, I think that was him but uh anyhow there's a lot of power in this comment. And you know, that offend that which offends you only weakens you. It it really is true, right? Because you know, as the Buddha said, some 2500 years ago, all life is suffering, right? Mm -hmm. So you either look at that statement and fall victim to it and think, well, what's the point I give up or you transcend it and realize that, you know, once I accept that that life is hard, right once i accept that you know there are a lot of human beings on this planet and all of the other ones out there are not me and are going to think differently than me and therefore there's a very high likelihood of a different point of view and that's okay you know i'm going to try to find points of common ground and and you know make the world better uh, i'm not going to be easily offended by somebody who grew up with completely different circumstances different education Different uh, role models, different traumas. You know, don't don't expect people to see the world the same way that you do. It's just not going to happen, and it's setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. And it's it's the ego that tries to you know preserve your view of being right all the time, and to to, to you know vindicate you for absolutely everything. And you know, the ego plays a plays a you know a large role in in human preservation. Right? We've we've, we've got to take care of ourselves. And stay alive to, for the continuation of the human race, but the world that we live in now—you know—not having the same struggles that we once did, having all of this modern medicine—and you know, you, you go back even just like to Victorian age England. You know, thirty-five percent of children didn't make it to age five. You know, like it, it was just that much of a struggle to just get kids to 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 make it to adolescence. And, you know, when you're in a near 50% shot of, it, of your child not making it, like, think about it. That wasn't very long ago. We, we live in a different world now. We've solved a lot of these problems and there's still a lot of problems to solve. But just, you know, listen to this quote, look into Wayne Dyer's world, because if, if you want to be offended, that is doable if you want to stop being offended, that is doable. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, everything is a choice. Your mind is yours, nobody else's. Freedom of speech was fought for for a very, very long time by many, but freedom of thought is up to the individual, right? Freedom of thought is up to every human being to think for themselves and really truly for themselves, right? Is this my thought? Does this genuinely offended me or have I slipped into groupthink again? And is it just fashionable and easier to just jump on this train and be offended along with everybody else? And it comes down to the questions we ask ourselves, right? The quality of your life is going to come down to the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Awesome.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, let's bring this thing to a close. Um, You mentioned a little bit more, you mentioned some around evolution and whatnot there. So if, if through evolution, as you mentioned, our default nature is negativity, how do we start to break this trend and call out culture, which we've mentioned a few times in the show, and create a more positive world for future generations? Take us home.
1: Uh, well, uh, these are always uh, you know big big questions towards the end, and I'm not going to have the, the 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 one solid answer, but it it, it keeps coming back to you know the, the, at a certain age, a zebra just won't change its stripes, right? But where we do have an opportunity is changing how we present our values in the world to younger generations right mm-hmm. and uh you know this is the this is a subject that we've talked on before but it, it's you know the programming that we put out there for the masses right it's the it, it's it's basically the 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 a lot, there's a lot of industries out there luke that are no longer really pro-human evolution right like if you like you know switching gears a little bit you know the food industry the large food industry that's pumping things full of sugar, preservatives, sodium, knows that they're making people sick, right? We now know for sure that these foods consumed in abundance are making people sick. Uh, Big Pharma knows that if they just keep pumping the symptom and people don't actually get better, then they have a continued racket to keep kind of charging people, right? It's the same thing with, you know, call out culture and negativity. If the news cycle keeps rewarding that type of behavior by highlighting it all of the time, then we're not going to break any of these cycles because we are rewarding negativity. We are rewarding these behaviors in our in our societies. And, and that just comes down to understanding the negativity bias, right? Like these people that are, in these positions of power, they understand this, and you know this very well. But you know the 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 people that are in power with the you know billion dollar news conglomerates, they're very aware of how we are wired, right? They're very aware of the fear centers in our brain, and if they continue to tap into these fear centers in our brain and activate them, they're going to continue to get listeners because people are going to be like, "I need to watch the next newscast." Because man, like, you, do you hear what happened yesterday? That's what sells, right? So until we start making decisions that are a little bit more pro human evolution and a little bit less, you know. Profit and ratings based, and just keeping the money flowing, we're going to have a lot of these problems perpetuate. So, you know, it's going to take a movement. I don't know exactly how we change it, but awareness, it starts with awareness, right? That's why I'm here. That's why we're doing this show. Uh, that's why I do the odd Instagram live. I know I don't have the audience of thousands, let alone millions yet but I'm not going to keep trying to just make a few people a little bit more aware at a time. And, you know, that's kind of how it hopefully can slowly spread, right? Because it's going to take a massive, massive effort to outdo those that are pushing the negativity and playing this game that they know very well what they're doing.
0: Gotcha. So if people are sitting there at home right now, what is the one thing they can take away if they're going, I I do get easily offended and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being easily offended at the drop of a hat, what's one thing they can try and do?
1: The mental diet, uh, you know, think think of, of what you put into your mind as a mental diet, that, that, that's what I'm going to say, right? Are, are you are you putting in rubbish? Uh, are you, are you binge watching program after program that is tapping into this fear center and this negativity? You know, do you watch the news every night? Can you find it from a different source where you maybe are reading it and, and kind of choosing what you absorb instead? Uh, you know, can you consume more positive educational information? You know, it, it, if you want a healthy body, Everyone kind of knows what you have to do. It's not a lack of information issue. You know that you've got to exercise and eat good foods that the body actually recognizes as food, but although you can't see that transformation in the mind, it's a very similar concept. You've got to consume a very healthy mental diet if you want a healthy mind. So start thinking about if I am very negative and a lot easily offends me, what is my mental diet and just start there. Just start there. I'm not going to tell you how you, you fix it, but just start by figuring out what am I absorbing? What am I consuming? What is my mental diet?
0: Okay. All right, well, thank you. Thank you everybody um, for listening. If you if you do enjoy the show, don't forget to like it, subscribe and share. We'll be back in a few weeks for episode number eight. And this one's going to be a special one, Sean. It's 100% dedicated to you, for you, about you, I'm looking forward
1: yeah to it. uh well yeah it's gonna be you know I'm, I'm an open book and uh you know i i share my story fully so that i hope some people can learn from it and uh you know avoid a lot of the 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 pain and struggle that i went through so you know i'm very happy to to to, to share that and uh, go through it and uh you know be careful uh what you ask because in a couple of weeks it's gonna be your turn pal so uh it's gonna come right back at you
0: <laughs> i can't wait for both but uh, yeah thank you so much it's been an awesome show everybody Be safe, be present, be
1: you, and. And as always, chase fulfillment. All right, bye for now. See ya.